This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, gorgeous human beings. I am beaming. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. It has been such a good day. I am on day two of the Owl Venice gut reset. I, for if you've been a listener of the podcast for a while, you know that I am a huge fan of this bone broth cleanse. I've been doing it since 2019. It's so funny. I was actually putting together an Instagram reel earlier today when I was waiting to get my eyebrows done. And I scrolled back and found a bunch of videos and photos from when I did my first cleanse. And gosh, I mean, that was forever ago, but I'm still doing them. They still feel amazing. It's so interesting, too, because I feel like back then I ate a lot more sweets. I was drinking a lot more caffeine. Not that I'm not drinking coffee every day or have a Celsius before I work out, but I just feel so different doing this cleanse. Like, it's crazy. My energy levels are so much higher. My mental clarity. I just feel like so good. And there's been times where I've done the cleanse and it's like really felt like a detox. But this time it's just been so good. So I've been loving it. I'm feeling really, really energized right now. Like I said, I'm freaking beaming. And I feel so grateful and truly like I'm pinching myself that I get to say who our guest is today, which obviously if you're listening to this episode, you clicked on the title. So, you know, Crystal Nielsen from Rain Over Your Life. You might know her on Instagram as at Coach Crystal. She is just a rock star. I told her on the episode, she's a rock star. I've been following her since 2016, 2017, a little bit before her bachelor days. And then when she was on The Bachelor, I was like, holy shit, I follow that girl. This is amazing. And so I've just always really, really adored her. And I'm so grateful that she's on the podcast. Like I truly loved this conversation. And you'll hear me in the episode. I was like, we're going to go deep. I want to go deeper. Like I'm setting the intention that we go deeper than you have ever gone on a podcast. And I really feel like we did it. We talked about so many different things. We talked about motherhood. We talked about identity. We talked about her journey of moving from Montana and Idaho to Los Angeles, then San Diego, and really trying to make it work in the entertainment industry, but then finding herself along the way and finding her passion in fitness and mindfulness and mindset and personal development. And she's just, she's just a real one, you guys. I 
loved her before this episode and this conversation and just like (laughs) I fell even more in love and it's been so cool to watch her journey and really like a phoenix from the ashes rise from the intensity of being on reality tv and she talks about that in this episode like really having to pick yourself up getting still getting quiet coming back to who you truly are. We talked about projections even and how, you know, throughout our lives, we have all of these different projections on us, especially as women, where we are supposed to be a certain way during a certain season of our life or we're supposed to like certain things or we're supposed to go after certain things. We're supposed to be this or that. And I just wanted to know because, you know, Crystal had a really intense go once The Bachelor aired. How did you stay authentic to yourself? How did you not forget who you truly are when all of these people are projecting lies and and, and illusions of who you are? And so her answer was just so beautiful. And I just really, really, really loved this conversation. And I know that you're going to hear that in how we just interacted with each other and the way that we got to dive into all of these different topics and it was just so much fun I appreciate Crystal so much for coming on the podcast this has been one of my favorite episodes that I've done in a very long time and I am just so excited to get your feedback so I know I've been saying this a lot but I'm gonna say it again Spotify has the option for you to share at the bottom of the episode what did you think I would love to hear what you thought. If you haven't already left a review on the podcast on Apple, please take a moment to leave a review. We are putting so much effort into this show right now. It is a mighty team and we are working so hard to book incredible guests, to bring you really high value content, to create community around this space and so I would just love to hear from you I'd love to hear what conversations are resonating I'd love to hear what other types of conversations or guests you'd like to see on the podcast so if you're listening right now I would love for you to just take a screenshot post it up on your Instagram stories tag me at Ava Johanna and tag Crystal at coach Crystal underscore and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. In addition, before I let you in on this juicy conversation with Crystal, everything that we mention is in the show notes, and Crystal's signature program, Total Body Guide, is actually coming back this June. I think the window is actually open right now for you to join, so I highly suggest joining. She is, again, such an epic human being and truly in integrity with her work. Like she is a walking testimonial for what she teaches and what she coaches on. And if you're looking for that total transformation, not just of your body, but of your mind, of your heart, of your soul, which we know, like we know this y'all, we know that when we start to do this work, we come into even greater alignment with our purpose even greater fulfillment, even greater joy, even greater love. We start attracting the most magnificent things into our lives because of who we be. 
So I want to invite you to check that out in the show notes and all of the different things that are going on in my world are also in the show notes as well too. So if there's anything that speaks to you, definitely click the links. We have the Academy of Breath coming up at the end of June. June 29th is when we officially start. So definitely, definitely, definitely check that out if you're wanting to become a breathwork and meditation certified teacher. And I think that that's it. I just want you guys to hear this conversation because it was so freaking good. So again, tag us at Ava Johanna at Coach Crystal underscore and enjoy the heck out of this conversation. I'll see you guys next week. You used to live in San Diego. We're fellow San Diegans. Yes, I was in San Diego from 2011 to... 20 what was last year 2022 and I just bought my house in Austin so I moved out here I mean there's so many directions Crystal I want to go with this conversation so I moved out here on the tail end of my separation I wanted a new start I'd been in San Diego for 10 years that's where I met my husband that's really I went there after high school and so that was like really all that I had ever known and moved to Austin officially about a year ago and it has been such a whirlwind and such a like beautiful new season and I know that one of the reasons I want to talk to you and I have so many things that I want to ask you but just the seasonality of our life and I feel like I've kind of witnessed you through so many different seasons handle it with so much grace and just like you are a rock star in my eyes oh thank you that is so kind I will receive that today (laughs) thank you Before we dive into all of the different places that I want to go, and I'm hoping that because I know that you've been on quite a few podcasts, I'm hoping that these conversations and these questions actually take us deeper than you have ever been on any other podcast. But before we go there, I'm like such a Scorpio. I'm like, let's get to the heart of it. Um, I would love for you to just share a little bit more of your background and where you started to where you are now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How far am I going to go back? Well, (laughs) You know, I grew up in Montana, and I say that because I grew up in a very small town where the way of life was very, very different, but I always had this California dream. I knew I needed to be in California, and I knew I always just wanted to be paid to be myself, and I never knew what that looked like, but that feeling, that dream was just always on my heart. And it took me to Boise, Idaho, where I got into working in radio and broadcasting. I went to college. And it's where I got to know my dad for the first time in my whole life. He wasn't a part of my life until I was 17. And so while I was there, I had an opportunity to either sign with a radio station for three years, or I was going through a big breakup, a huge breakup, the biggest breakup of my life, you know, at 25, 24, as we know, everything can be like very monumental at that age. (laughs) And I was like, I saw a window where I could follow my dreams and move to California or again, take this get this gig and stay in Boise, Idaho. And I knew that this was my window to pursue. And I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I just got in my car, saved up three months of money and moved. And that kind of landed me in the entertainment industry where I was pursuing acting and modeling, but nothing ever felt right. And I fell into this huge depression. So the era was 2012, it, the day I arrived in LA was actually the day Obama was reelected for a second term. I literally roll into the host family right when Obama had won. So like that was such a moment. And for 18 months, I just found myself like trying to be the model, be the actress, like be all these people. And I just wanted to be me. So I 
was sharing with my girlfriend just kind of this depression that I was in. And I was so like embarrassed and ashamed that I hadn't, you know, booked a gig that I didn't even want to go home and visit my family in Idaho because I felt like I had to prove something. And so she goes, girl, you need some yoga. So for my 26th birthday, she took me to Studio City Core Power Yoga and we did a yoga class. And in that Shavasana, I'm sure Ava, you've had this experience, but I broke down crying. I broke down crying because I knew that I wasn't living a life of purpose. I wasn't pursuing my potential. And right then I just made a promise to myself that I was going to start taking care of my body. And so I came out of that class and I just made a plan to start working out, cut out alcohol, start juicing. And I committed to that and succeeded. People started noticing and I started sharing my results, training people in their living rooms, training people at my apartment gym. And I just kind of decided that I wanted to stop trying to be this actress in LA because I thought I should be doing it. And instead I want to pursue my love of fitness and being that support person. Because in that season, I would go to the gym and take these workout classes. And I looked up to these instructors like, like gods, you know, like they were just, (laughs) they were everything. They brought the energy. They would make me cry. They would make me laugh. They would make me like feel so motivated and so empowered. And I was like, I want to be that. I want to be like a source of inspiration. So my boyfriend at the time and I decided to move to San Diego in October 2014 so I could pursue fitness full-time and I have never looked back. That's kind of the first part so I'll let you like jump in there. (laughs) I I mean I just love first and foremost I think it's so funny you came from Montana which I feel like is like the place that now everybody wants to go. I like I watch Yellowstone and I every single time that there's a nature scene I'm like pretty. I want to (laughs) be My boyfriend's like, are you going to say that every time? I'm like, yes, because it's beautiful. You so have the Southern California, just energy to you and radiance to you. And it's really beautiful to just hear that part of your story too, because I don't think as many people know that part of your story and know like where you, where you came from before you even entered the fitness space. Because for me, like you were already doing your thing down in San Diego when I first found you. And what I think is interesting and I think this will also go into like the second the second season of your life is the identity piece and how we as individuals are have these projections put upon us of who we're supposed to be what we're supposed to like what we're supposed to aim for and try and achieve and it sounds like during that season of your life, there was this projection of to make it in Hollywood, to make it as an actress, to make it as a model. And, you know, I'm so curious how you, and again, this will probably lead into part two, how you found your authenticity, how you found that aspect of being you fully in a time where your identity was kind of projected on you. And there was maybe like that piece right there, but I know that there was also a very blatant projection of who you were Mm -hmm. come you being on reality TV. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like all of us have those projections. You had a very like real in your face example of it, of someone telling you who you were, but we all have that from our upbringings, from society, from media. And so I'm just so curious. And yeah, maybe this leads into the next part of your story, how you kind of grappled with that. 
Ooh, it's so good. I actually haven't hadn't really clicked that that really was an identity thing because so much I've everyone knows my story of like being on The Bachelor and being portrayed as the villain and overcoming that. And but I hadn't really thought that I had actually gone through that identity prior to. So that was so good and so juicy. And this conversation is absolutely going deeper than I've ever gone. I told you. I told oh you. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> so I would say that really like where I it was through getting quiet, being by myself in those workout classes. It was moving my body. It was like releasing my mind. And when I exercise, I do a lot of affirmations, really positive thinking, really a lot of visualization. So it was always, I'm always just visualizing who I want to be, like what I want to do, if I could do anything, like just dreaming in my workouts. And I really feel that combining the mindset with the physical aspect is what allowed me to really move through that and like reclaim who the fuck I was over and over and over again I've done that you know early and first moving into LA coming off of the bachelor coming going through a divorce coming through postpartum and motherhood and it really comes down to being in my body and using my body as the key to unlocking who I am yeah you know we as women specifically go through these different seasons of our life and in each season there's a different projection mm -hmm. of who we're supposed to be and so like even I was listening to another podcast that you were on I forgot what, what it was but it was a recent one and you had shared how like during breastfeeding whenever your your baby would cry everyone would just hand hand her over to you mm -hmm. versus oh let me hand her over to Miles or let me hand her over to someone else. It's, oh, nope, just to you. And there's mm -hmm. that identity and that projection of you're the mother now and this is your responsibility versus mm -hmm. the like true multidimensionality of who you are. And I think that a lot of why women can struggle with postpartum and their identity after motherhood comes from just accepting this is how it's supposed to be versus reclaiming that you are so multi-dimensional and there's so many different flavors to who you are and textures of who you are as a human being and so I love that you found that through movement and and through your body because I think that people can often just see fitness or our like the physical the physical movement that we do as a means to an end to our health but it's actually so much more than that oh my gosh it really it really is the key to just unlocking everything within you know and one thing I want to say is I had a conversation a couple days ago I interviewed a grief expert to come onto the podcast and we talked about the postpartum season and I'm like there is grief there is there not and she, absolutely she agreed to, there's actually 40 ways that we can grieve and most of us just think death or divorce like those are like the main two there's 40 different ways and postpartum like becoming a mom is absolutely a grieving period and the reason why women struggle in her opinion so much the postpartum is because everyone tells us to no one is validating our feelings this is temporary or you'll get through this or this is it just is what it is like so we can't express the unfairness the resentment we can't express that the feelings that we're going through and so they build and build and we swallow them and when we're not voicing who we are or our emotions our experiences there's a point where it bubbles inside you shut down yeah that was me several months ago not with postpartum but I my, my business baby where I just felt like I did not 
have a way to express any of the things that were I was experiencing inside of me. I had fallen out of my breathwork practice and my meditation practice, which is like my anchor. And mm -hmm. it all just was like building up inside of me to that point where there was volcanic eruption. Even as painful as it is in that moment, I'm so happy that I got to that point because it just reaffirms how important these simple things that we do on a daily basis are for our overall well-being, for our self-expression, for our confidence, for our happiness, for our fulfillment. Like it's really not that complicated. No. And you know what? Anger is actually a very healthy emotion. The One of the main reasons why we get angry or like erupt is one of two reasons. One, our boundary is being violated or two, our need isn't being met. So like when I read that, which was recently, I was like, huh, okay, that's actually really helpful because I'm not vocalizing what I need. I'm not upholding my boundary. And so that just offered me a lot of clarity and an understanding. And again, it's we don't want to be shaming ourselves for expressing emotions. They're really healthy, but they are they need to come out of the body. And that's why I really believe in physical movement, breath work as well, because it energy just needs to move out. Mm -hmm. 100 percent It's gonna so come out one way or another. <laughs> it can be burpees or like a meltdown. So yeah, yeah, or actual sickness too you know? Yeah. So I want to go back to what you shared around like the identity work and just like the reclamation of who you are and finding your authentic self with movement, with affirmation, with visualization. Can you, for my listeners, just share a little bit what that looks like? Because I have an idea and I think I do an aspect of that when I'm moving my body, but I'm so curious, like what does affirmation work with physical fitness look like to you? I mean, really, I'm just like, while I'm exercising, I'm visualizing like my dreams coming true. For a long time, that was me being on stage speaking and just seeing all the people in the audience with their lighters, seeing them crying, know the song that's playing. And I'm there. I, I know what I'm wearing. Like I see the gold rings on my fingers. Like my hair is down. It's curly. It's long. It's beautiful. My makeup's perfect. My pink lipstick has just a little gloss. I'm like in it. I'm embodying it. And I'm just moving my body powerfully with weights. I 100% am a strength train over anything else, strength and flexibility, but strength train. And it is it for me. And if I'm running on the treadmill or I'm walking, I'm tapping on my chest, I'm tapping on my meridian points, especially while thinking about something that's stressing me out. I'm tapping because, are you familiar with EFT? I know EFT. I actually okay. did it on stage with Gabby Bernstein at a book. Yeah, it was like a manifestation come to life. It was literally mind blowing to me, but I don't know that much about it. So actually, will you share a little bit more about it? Like how you got into it and how you use it? Yeah. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, and it's just tapping on meridian points in your body. It's like acupuncture, but without the needles, like it's acupressure, it's tapping on your meridians because your meridians are your energy centers that link to all the organs in your body. So when energy gets stuck and stagnant, it cuts off life force. So we want to move the energy and we hold trauma in our body. We hold emotions. If we don't resolve them, we don't cry. We don't properly feel and express what we're going through. We swallow them. We hold them in our body. So if you have 
a recurring neck injury or shoulder pain or like a knot that keeps coming up. I have one right now on my right shoulder that I'm doing some somatic trauma healing to explore next week. I'm so excited about. I'll text you and let you know how it goes. (laughs) But you're, you're tapping. And what's important is you want to set up a statement and feel as you're tapping through your eight meridian points, crown of the head, side of the eyes, in front of the eyebrows, under the under eye, under nose, chin, collarbone, rib, and then you karate chop right here on the meat of your pinky. But you are feeling the negative thoughts because as you're tapping and as you're thinking and feeling, 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 feeling the negative thoughts, you're actually letting your nervous system know it's safe to think Mm -hmm. that thought. So you move out of a state of survival, fight, flight, freeze response, which increases cortisol, which increases belly fat. We know that. So we're actually like re- calibrating your nervous system and so that when you have that thought again it's not as powerful so that there's like many layers to tapping but that's kind of the gist of it I love that while you were saying that I'm like it would be so cool to merge a breathwork practice with tapping have you ever done that before I haven't merged them breathwork with tapping but I do it with fitness and tapping yeah yeah and it is very powerful Cool. Breathwork okay. would be good. Do you do you yeah. tone when you do when you do breathwork? No, I don't. So I don't do. I don't teach like holotropic or two part breath. I do more like pranayama that you would learn like through the hatha yoga tradition. Just because it's every day, it's gentler. You can do it in like ten to twenty minutes. And I'm all about like habits and consistency and yes. like the things that will really support us in changing our nervous system. Mm-hmm. Very similar to very similar to tapping. I, the way that I see it is like the more intense breath work that we would do toning in, for example, is like the spark that li- that lights the match. But the everyday breath work practices is what like actually keeps the flame stoked. And so that's kind of how I see breath work. But yeah, what about the, what about the toning piece? Oh, you know, I've only done breath work with toning. So I've never okay. really done it out like separately. But toning is just basically when you yell yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you kick your arms and like you punch and you like shake your head and you're just like moving the energy out of the body it has been like it like will really make you feel like high you know like you really like go out of your body like astral when you do it but it is if you're working through like heavy stuff and you feel something come up right like when you're breathing and something's like coming up you're trying to move it you don't even have to tone you can just like kind of punch your arms or kick your legs or shake your head and that can help move whatever trauma is trying to release yeah it's crazy and I think it's so powerful I'm so excited that like more and more people are paying attention to breath work and I feel like It it just is so cool because like I said, these are the simple things where I think so often we're searching for something outside of ourselves and like get the, you know, get the fancy treatment or buy the fancy purse or whatever, invest in whatever it might be in hopes that it will create a feeling. Mm -hmm. And what I love about tools like breath work or meditation or movement or tapping and visualization is that you actually realize that you are the creator of the feeling and that you can tap into that feeling so much easier without having to actually change your external reality at all and within that actually changes your external reality it is yeah what does Wayne Dyer say change the way you see things and the things you see will change yes like you are the key yeah your mindset your perception that is the key yes 100 percent. 
So I want to talk to you and just kind of shift gears a little bit. Like I said in the earlier in the conversation, part of why I moved out to Austin was because I was ready for this new chapter, this this new era of Ava after separation. And I know that you as well went through divorce. And I'm curious because I get a lot of messages from people. And I think that this is kind of like the time in a lot of at least my community's lives where they are either getting married or they're realizing that the relationship that they're in is not it. And I've seen a lot of friends lately break off engagements, friends getting divorces. I get people telling me all the time, I hearing your story, I've realized that like maybe the relationship I'm in isn't the right relationship for me. And I just love to hear your thoughts on I think this is a continuation of the first question, like coming back to yourself and making a decision that's really hard, that doesn't just impact you, but impacts many different people in your life, because you know, that there's something more for you on the other side, something greater and like, that, that there's a new season coming for you. And I think that this will just be a really beautiful conversation for people to hear. I think the best way I could answer that is that on my wedding day, I had a really powerful experience where I did a meditation and just kind of saw my life splitting in two paths. And I saw where my life was going to go continuing in this marriage of someone I met on TV. It was a very public relationship. Like I knew what that was going to look like. There's a lot of benefits of opportunities, a lot of opportunities, like being as one would call a proof of concept for a show. It's very valuable to the show. So I saw my life, what that was kind of was going to look like, but the path I was meant to be was over here. And I just knew that I was coming off of my path to a shinier one. Mm. And so when I came back from that wedding, I got really deep into my meditation because I'd done some deep spiritual retreats leading up to it. And I would do hour-long meditations, just really coming back to that thought and what I wanted. And what I ultimately decided was that that relationship really wasn't in alignment with where I wanted my life to go. It had kind of pulled me off of purpose. Mm. And as much love and respect as my ex and I have for each other and had a mutual decision to separate. It was still really hard because even though you both decided to separate at one point, you were best friends. That was like your person. And so there definitely is grief and a loss to, to let go. But at the same time, it's a rebirth of a new you and finding yourself. And what I enjoyed well, what was crazy was like we separated on Valentine's Day 2020. So like literally a few weeks later, COVID happened. So woo, glad that we separated um, prior to COVID, <laughs> like shutting down. Oh my gosh. You know what's crazy is I was actually supposed to be gone in February, the entire month in Bali. The I, entire month I was supposed to be gone. Okay, girl, I left February... I want to say like February 17th and I was supposed to go to Bali, but my passport was going to expire within six months. So I went to Australia instead on a three week road trip by myself because that was like maybe a month after my ex and I were like, I, cause we had gotten married like six months earlier or nine months earlier. And we were in by December, like 
I don't know if we're supposed to be together. Let's separate. Let's move out of our house together. And I went on this solo trip by myself, but I was supposed to go to Bali same time as you. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause we were, we were married eight months when we separated too. When, so when we were did at you, the, 2019? June. June. Okay. I got married April 2019. 2019. And crazy. then, yeah. And super crazy. So I was supposed to go to Bali and I was planning this in January and I was like on the fence, like, do I stay married? Do we separate? What do I do? I'm going to go to Bali and like eat, love, pray and think about it. And my sister is no, handle your shit now and then go to Bali. Don't leave for Bali with this over your head and have to come back and deal with it. And I'm so glad my sister gave me that advice Yeah. because who knows what would have happened, but I think we all know, but yeah, that's wild. So I was then going to plan to go to Europe for eight weeks in April, but then COVID happened and it shut down. And then that's when I met Miles, my fiance now. So yeah, it's crazy how the universe just works. And one thing that one piece of advice that I always like tell myself and I tell my friends, like when we're going through a lot of stuff, when we're confused, like when we're weighing a lot of opportunities and unsure of what to do, we just got to get quiet. We got to like get in the body. We got to get quiet alone time. And we also got to like trust that like the universe has our back, right? You like Gabby Bernstein, there is a greater plan than we can ever even imagine that is happening for us. And sometimes we just got to like, surrender lean in and let go and let God take you where he's going to take you mm, I love that so much I still I think my goosebumps are just starting to come down now but I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little upset because I shaved my legs this morning and now <laughs> that is thank you so much for sharing that I think that it it really is so beautiful to see you walk in integrity like that because the truth is like you could have had this shiny life that had all the bells and whistles of what on paper everyone would hope for but wasn't actually true to you and I mean I went through my own awakening of that as well too when I was living I mean I was living in Windensea and had a, a, the view of the ocean from my office and was miserable I was so sad I felt like I couldn't even enjoy what I had created and it's because I had created all these things that I didn't actually want and I realized once I had it all that it wasn't actually for me and there was a lot of reconciliation that had to happen a lot of me getting quiet and praying and just trusting that I would be okay no matter what. And I think that that's a really hard thing for people to do, especially with big life decisions like that, um, whether it's moving or quitting a job and transitioning. Like a lot of people that listen to this podcast want to become entrepreneurs. It's, it's, it's very easy in these big, big decisions for us to ask our friends, to ask our family members, to ask our partners, to ask everybody else besides ourselves what's right and what's not. And I mean, there's so many different ways that it can go. So listening to what's actually alive for you in here mm -hmm. is ultimately going to be like the recipe for your success, not just the stereotypical or like surface level success. Yes. And one thing too, is that people are, I know I've gone through seasons where it's hard to trust myself because I said I was going to do something and I keep not doing it. So where's that like self-esteem and that confidence there and mm -hmm. me making decisions. So it's pray to the guy upstairs, pray to a higher power, pray for that guidance to come through you on your next move. And that is one of the best pieces of advice. Like I ever received. It was like, stop asking everyone else, like, ask God, like what, what your next move is. And I will tell you, like, 
you know, like I've been recently going to church and I actually have a lot of like religious like trauma from earlier in my life. So I've been like really against it and kind of slowly finding my way back, going to God and asking for him to do what I cannot do. That was the big thing. It's I'll do my part and I need you to do your part. And that in a way it like makes has made me feel so supported and so trusting and it's brought me more into this human experience that we're all having right as spirits. And it's like all this stuff that we get caught up in like really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but it can feel so, oh, oh my God, like Gucci or a ring is sold out in my size. I missed the sale. You know what I mean? Like we can get like so tripped up over the little things, but when I think we go through like the, the, the hard seasons in life, it can really wake us up to our power and like where we stand. Yeah, I... I feel like this conversation is just naturally woven into everything that I wanted to talk with you about because, you know, I feel like there's just such a grounded energy from you and that you are living this human experience and I'm sure thrown opportunity after opportunity after opportunity of just these like truly shiny objects, which actually funny because I saw that you just did that super cute girls day for with your bachelorette party with brilliant oh, earth yes. so like literal shiny objects literally but I know that you've also shared in the past and and believe that like we're here having this spiritual experience yeah. and that like the chaos of the opportunities and the material and all this surface level stuff can become all consuming. And I just feel like you have such a strong anchor into what's truly important. And I'm curious if this is something that you've had to cultivate over time. And if there were ever any uh, moments or seasons of your life where you did get really caught up in it and had to pull yourself back. Because I know that, again, there's so many people here th that listen to this podcast that have their own businesses. Like it's just milestone after milestone after milestone. And I know that I personally have gotten caught up in that myself too, where it's like, what's the next thing? How can I achieve? How can I be more successful? And I've really had to practice like coming back to what is truly important. And so I'm just so curious, like your take on that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a recent one, like the postpartum season, that identity was so much more challenging than I could have ever imagined. Like breastfeeding was easy for me. She was sleeping through the night at five weeks old. So I didn't have any of those challenges, but it was a lot with my work because I work like part of me, I guess, has always felt a little split between being this motivational coach, which is what I did before going on reality TV, and then be being this like brand influencer. And I think initially the first couple of years coming off the show, I did a really great job of having my coaching business and then brands was a side thing. But when I became a mom, I was also going through a divorce we were also in COVID. I was I didn't feel safe to show up in my coaching business. Like I needed to pull in, I needed to rebuild, I needed to recalibrate and like take care of myself. I didn't feel that I could, I had the container to hold other clients. Yeah. So I then got really big into the influencer space and all those opportunities that come with because motherhood is a huge industry. And, you know, I did that for a year and I a year and a half. And I really loved it because I was making, it was, the money was easier than in coaching. The money was like better. It was easier. It was fun. I was really having a great time, but it was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of like objects, 
a lot of, and then a lot of my time kind of creating content. And I felt again, the pull again, meditation. I saw myself, this isn't who I want to be. I don't want to be trying to push LTK and trying to push other products. I want to sell my own coaching because I know I can help women reframe and shift and feel empowered, which is the whole premise of why I started my coaching business initially was to be that that role model I wish my mom had when I was a child, when she was a single mom of five in Montana, like someone I wish she had with resources and support and tools. And so the last few months, I kind of had to step back away from everything, get quiet and just reassess. What do I want to leave behind when it's all when I leave this earth, what am I leaving behind? What's my legacy? And that has been like a hot topic for me lately. And it is like leaving an imprint on people's lives. So yeah, I've recently kind of like have been in that, but you're right. Like there are a lot of opportunities that can come our way. And I think we just need to be able to have that daily space where we can discern if this is right for us, or if this is just, you know, a shiny object distracting us away from the path we're meant to walk. Mm. It's it's a, it truly is a daily practice. It is mm. not easy, especially when we have social media showing us like all these different opportunities and options and ways that our life can go. Like it's beautiful because it's expansive. And I feel like in the beginning, that was exactly what I needed to be able to see there's more than what your current reality is. And so I'm so grateful for it. But at what point is it just too much information 24 seven that we need to take a step back and ask ourselves what is actually true to me, not just all the different options available. Yeah. And like, honestly, I feel like the reason why depression and anxiety is so high is because like, we are not meant to be consumers of so much content. Our nervous system wasn't built for this. We were built for a village of a hundred, not following thousands of people with thousands of opinions about every single thing we do. Like our nervous system wasn't built for the level of exposure that we are now. And the larger your exposure, the more I think that impacts your nervous system. And that's why it's so important that it is a daily practice. And I think sometimes we can think that meditation is like a massage, you know, it's like something that would be nice to do, but it really is like, are you in your own body? Are you in your own energy? Are those your own thoughts? Or are you just like regurgitating what you're seeing? So Mm -hmm. where you're consuming your content and who you're around is vital for you being in your authentic, authentic code. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mic drop on that. And, and I love that this has really like catalyzed into you creating rain over your life and deciding that is the decision that I want to go. This is where I can be of greatest service to this world, be of greatest service to my authenticity, be of greatest service to the legacy that I want to live. And so I would love for you to just share how rain over your life came to be. I know you have the podcast, you've got your, your startup. It's like, there's so many different moving pieces and you're, you've got it and you've got a toddler. Like it's just, and you're planning a wedding. Holy shit. There's a lot. And then my fiance is in a tech startup as well. Yeah. Which is like currently like fundraising right now. So we are a busy family. But thank you. You know, like I initially started out with Total Body Guide, creating at-home workout programs. That was my dream. Like it was my dream years before I got in reality TV. And when I went through and was on The Bachelor and 
I was the season's villain and I, I was going through probably like one of the lowest points of my life of like, everyone's saying they're portraying me this way, but that's not who I am. That's not what happened. Why do all these people hate me? And so having to really get quiet and tune into what I wanted, it really was a moment where I was like, well, this is my rock bottom. So I have nowhere to go but up, right? It was turning into my fitness. It was visualizing my dream coming true and being so laser focused that nothing was going to stop me making that happen. And that's when I launched my original total body guide workout program. And, you know, I've made millions of dollars creating that from that level of depression that let low in my life. And I use that to build myself up and make my dreams come true. And from the work I was doing was in the fitness and coaching space, but I was always doing mindset. I was always doing Facebook lives and doing mindset and meditation. And what I found was that, yes, people wanted to work out. So they would come in initially thinking they wanted to lose weight and they wanted to tone. But where I really hooked them was through the mindset work, through the motivation, through the mindset, through the subconscious reprogramming, right? Through the affirmation work, through all the tools of transformation. And so I just wanted to find a way where the people who had their health and fitness goals could come, but I could begin a different customer journey for those who wanted to go deeper into the mindset, who wanted to come in and transform over all the areas of their life because our mindset is so key to how we think about showing up for our workouts, how we treat our bodies, it all is in our mind and our subconscious programming our heart. And so that's really what the concept for Reign Over Your Life was. And I have some like wild stories that maybe for another time, like I will tell you about all around that. Save it for the book, maybe. But it's now the podcast with the community. And we're actually doing a bunch of really exciting stuff to launch in the fall, where I can support clients on deep transformational work. That's so epic. And you're so right. It's like, I feel like all of this work inside of Rain Over Your Life is that's that next piece that people are looking for once they start getting tapped into their body. Like for me, yoga was that entry point. But after a certain point, I was like, there's something more here. There's some somewhere yeah. deeper that I can go. It's not just the movement of my body, but there's something that happens when I'm moving my body. And I want to explore that. I want to dive into that. I want to transform that piece because I feel like that is like the code. That's the code to the happiness. It's the code to success. It's the code to fulfillment, to love. And it's just it, like, I love what you're doing. And I'm so excited for all of these different pieces to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because to me, like I, I fully like account all of my success to this work like the strategy is cool but this is the strategy that works the most you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's that inner work like I'm currently reading Maddie Pruitt's book made for this moment and it's been like on my like wish list to read I'm finally like listening to it on audible and she always just says who you are in private prepares you for who you're going to be in public the work you do Mm -hmm. in private prepares you for the hard moments that the public sees like the hot spots and like when I went on the bachelor like I had just started my like trauma recovery work like four months before and so I'm going in four months into this work and I'm like oh my god I'm healed (laughs) like you poor thing (laughs) holy shit (laughs) 
I was so activated <laughs> in this process. It brought up so much, but it really was, as hard as it was going through that, it was also one of the greatest gifts because it was just this big mirror that I got to see played out on national television. Oh my God, like, well, if there wasn't the, those aspects of me, like producers wouldn't have seen them. They wouldn't have push those buttons. You know what I mean? Like it was there. I just wasn't aware of it. And so I got to use that mirror as feedback and all like the messages and comments and like death threats that were coming through. As a coach, I was trained to always take feedback to grow. And so I'd read them. I'd read every single one and I'd respond back to people. I'd respond to the DMs and I would thank them for their feedback. And I was like, okay, if it's one person saying something, whatever. But if like multiple people are giving me the same feedback, then it's something I'm, I'm willing to look at and grow from. And I think that was the biggest gift of all of it. And I'm so grateful that I, I knew to do that because otherwise I think I would have had a really hard time. I don't think I would have launched Total Body Guide or Reign Over Your Life. Like I don't know where my life would have ended up. Because I will tell you, like coming off of that show, like right when I exited, I was in Paris and I was looking at that Eiffel Tower and I'm talking to to a member there after being exited off the show. And I'm like, I told her, I go, I know why people kill themselves now. Like I was that low. And, you know, they're like, are you going to kill yourself? And I'm like, no, but I can, I'm now at that point where I see why people do. Because I felt so hopeless. I felt embarrassed and shame and the anxiety of like how this would play out and what my future would look like and my dreams would never come true. And like, I went through that whole shame cycle and I had to pull myself out. And it was a dark six months, but I sought the work with a mentor. I began visualizing. I focused on my fitness and I set a goal to go after my biggest dream. And I did, and I achieved it. And I've achieved every big dream that I've had with that methodology. I'm so happy that you chose that as an opportunity to rise into the woman that you are today, because you're so right. It's like, there's that turning point for people where something really, really hard happens. And it's, do I go down with this? Do I mm -hmm. let this consume me? Or do I choose to rise above it? And I know for me, like when I, I got a DUI when I was 19 years old and that was such a big wake up call for me that like the way that I was living was not okay. And that I was in such a dark depression and so hopeless and felt so purposeless, but I didn't want that to be my reality. I knew that like there was something different and that I needed to be the person to go get it and to do it. And I feel mm -hmm. like it really is a choice that we have to make and it's not easy and it takes work and it takes discipline, which I feel like are like the unsexy things that sometimes we don't want to admit we have to do, but it's so worth it because I, I, I guarantee right now, like if you look at your life, it's probably so much bigger than you would have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you know, what's so crazy is like going back to, you know, that dream I had as a little girl in Montana, like I wanted to move to California. I wanted to be myself. I wanted to be in entertainment. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I tried all the acting. I tried all the modeling, but I always just wanted to be me. And here I end up off reality TV as a fitness coach. And so it's like wild, like how it all came 360. And I, I knew in my heart where I was going, but I didn't focus on the how, because again, like 
there's a bigger hand at play guiding us that loves us and like is ushering us in the right direction. Are we getting quiet every day to listen to the whispers that are there to support us? Would you say that that's the biggest message that you have taken away from your journey over the past seven, eight years? Yeah, I would. And I'd say that, yeah, I would. And also, I'm, yeah, it really is just getting, it's having trust, it's leaning in, and it's just, it's getting quiet. And again, for, for me personally, it was moving my body unlocked the trauma, the anger. I was able to safely express all these emotions I was going through. And you know, like when you're working out, like when you like do a solid great workout, like you probably want to eat healthier after that workout, right? Probably want to drink healthier after that workout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you want to treat your body better. And I think it's just like viewing the body as a vessel that like holds your spirit for this experience. And I think that I, that's my biggest passion to when I'm working with clients is just to help them have that little twist of your body's precious. And this is how you're having experiencing this life. Let's support it. And let's start thinking and changing the subconscious beliefs that you like people have with their resistance around physical movement or eating or drinking or watching TV or like anger, whatever healthy or unhealthy habits you have, let's just like unravel and unpack them and make sure that your belief system is upgraded to who you want to be in the future, not who you've been in the past, not what has happened to you, but like where you want to go. Yes. That was like one of the biggest things for me is like obvious as it is. I just never really thought about that when I was I was living in LA. It was like three years of just like pushing and hustling and trying to make things work. But like I was operating still from a past version of myself. I was still operating as that like 16 year old girl that didn't know where she was going to sleep at night and didn't have any like support system around her and was just fending for herself. And when I realized the power of belief and really aligning our beliefs with who we want to be, who we see ourselves Mm -hmm. as, who we know we are, that that would influence how we feel about ourselves and that the feelings that we would feel would influence how we actually act. Yeah. Oh, it is so wild. Like, again, it's just a tiny shift that can expand your entire world and change your entire future. Like life, Tony Robbins says, life is happening for you. It's for you, for you, for you. Stop being the victim. Stop blaming. Stop expecting your partner to make you happy. It's your job and your responsibility to take care of yourself. And when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're filling our own cup, then we can show up and give without expecting anything in return in those relationships. Like it's just so much healthier, (laughs) so much healthier. Yes, absolutely. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like we need to have a part two because there's so many other things that I want to talk to you about, but I want to respect your time. And I just, again, I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast, sharing your story, going deep with me, because I feel like, you know, I have always really respected and admired you Mm -hmm. and have seen even in the quote unquote villain era, I was like, you're 
you're awesome. I love you. And <laughs> I, I never saw you as a villain. I saw you as just an epic human being. And so I just am so grateful that you came on the podcast to share your energy. I'm so excited about all of the projects that you have coming up. So go ahead and just pimp yourself out, share where everyone can find you and how we can follow you. Thank you so much. You can find me coach crystal underscore on all the socials, YouTube, Instagram, and then at rain over your life rain r-e-i-g-n like the, when you put the crown on your head and on instagram as well and for those who are interested in doing any work with me i am bringing back my total body guide programs for the first time in two years my program transformation mind body spirit work starts june 12th sign up starts so you guys can just find me on instagram and get all the info there Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, girl. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. As always, all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, and Breathwork, our six-week personal practice course. Both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.